There's an interesting thing if you uh, study um, religious history. Um, I don't know the formal term of, of what it is, but uh, religions, uh, especially Roman history, and how they treated other religions. He called uh, the, um, the first few centuries uh, when uh, Christianity was persecuted, they called Christians atheists, which is really interesting when you think about it because we, we are not atheists. We believe in one God. But because we only believe in one God, the Romans said we did not believe in the Roman gods, uh, these false gods, uh, demonic gods almost. Uh, of course, you know, Jupiter, uh, who's uh, um, Zeus in Greek myth, uh, any, anywhere Jupiter went, according to the myths, you just didn't want to be there. I'd rather have uh, be an atheist and believe in that kind of God. But they considered us, they considered Christians as godless because we didn't believe in all the gods. And yet, when we look at the Acts of the Apostles especially, we hear uh, Paul standing up in the congregations and in the synagogues and saying, you Jews and God-fearers, the ones who not out of, cower out of fear of God, but the ones who, who know that there must be one God, one creator, one, per, one uh, deity who holds us all in existence. In fact, uh, later, as uh, Paul is preaching in, in Athens, he tells them that. You worship a God you do not know. Because they had a, a shrine to the unknown God. Because they didn't want to offend any of the gods. They, well, if, if one of the gods would have appeared and they didn't have a shrine to it. Oh, no, no, that's, that's your shrine over there. But rather... St. Paul is preaching and proclaiming the true God to all. And I found that, uh, found myself just meditating on that, the God-fearing uh, term today. The ones who are worshiping with the Jews that are not Jewish, haven't taken that, that jump to, uh, to convert to Judaism, to, em to embrace uh, the promise that God was, would send a Messiah. And how joyful they must have been to hear the Messiah is here. The Messiah has come. And the Jewish people and the God-fearers then embrace Jesus Christ as Messiah. Well, not all, of course. If they did, we wouldn't have uh, Judaism with us anymore because we would all be fulfilled and, and worshiping as we do as Catholics. But that whole term of God-fearer still grasps me because we know it doesn't mean to cower in, in fear, but what, what does this mean? And we, we know what it means. In fact, we have uh, one of the uh, gifts of the Holy Spirit is fear of the Lord. Reverence. It's that we are so uh, in love with the Lord that we choose not to do anything that would hurt that relationship. That we fear hurting that relationship. And it's... I'm going to delve into a little trouble maybe, but it's the same kind of fear that husbands and wives ought to have for each other. Not, not fear of if I cross her, she's going to clonk me over the head, or not, not fear of if I say something wrong to him, he's going to, to do something mean. But a fear that is, I love that my spouse so much that I will do whatever it takes to continue to show that love. That's the kind of fear that God desires of us. And if we have that kind of fear, that helps us to make sense 
of this world, doesn't it? We have so much that this world tells us to be fearful of. The things that go bump in the night. The things that, that take our attention away. The things that scream at us. But Jesus tells us today, do not let your hearts be troubled. You have faith in God, have faith also in me. In fact, he tells us here and elsewhere, when we see God, when we see him, we see God, the Father. If that is really true, we have nothing to fear except God. And again, not out of cowering fear, but saying, God, I am so in love with you this day that I choose to live my life for you, to not do anything that would separate me from you.